It's the Jeremiah Show. Dark beneath the stars The sun was sleeping But my heart would rise As I felt my shaking knee Hit that wooden deck floor I asked her life Time to listen no more She said my life Time I'll be yours forevermore I took her hand to tell her Welcome to the Jeremiah Show. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I, we're taking you on a really special trip right now. I've never been there, but I, we're going to hear all about it. We're going to Ohio for sales, Ohio, in the heart of downtown Versailles, Ohio. There's a beautiful brand new boutique hotel. I say brand new, but it's, it has a, a storied history at this location, and we're going to hear all about it uh, and what's going on there for Thanksgiving. We're talking to executive chef Aaron Allen. He's from the Silas Creative Kitchen and the Hotel Versailles, sharing one of his favorite family Thanksgiving dishes. Welcome, chef. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. Just checking my pronunciation. Did I get, is it Silas Creative Kitchen? You've nailed everything so far. Oh, I was listening, waiting to catch you with a mispronunciation. <laughs> you, got it, you got it down. Well. <laughs> that's, that's actually a funny point because, uh, you know, the, the town is Versailles. It's, it's referencing the French uh, city, but it's, uh, you know, everyone here calls it Versailles, and they'll be very quick to correct you if you, if you just say that. That, that ain't it. That ain't it. This is Versailles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that's yeah. how I said it in my head. So as I was driving to the radio station here today, I had to keep saying, I practice. Don't say Versailles. Say Versailles. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm from Ohio, and I had to learn myself, too. So Yeah. You know. Well, you've got an incredible, incredible resume um, Thank you. I just want to, for the listeners here, kind of go through, skim through it really quickly. Um, you worked at the Nima Cullen Woodland Resort in Pennsylvania. You know, what's funny is that my my sister's boyfriend, they, my sister moved out there to Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. So he could, he's an, was a an, uh, uh, sous chef out there, Benjamin. Um, and oh, wow. Well, what's his last name? I might know him. Uh <laughs> Oh, you're going to embarrass me on radio now. <laughs> now I just blanked on his last name. Uh, <laughs> you got half of it. Yeah, I'm going to remember before. And Ben, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry I forgot your last name. <laughs> but yeah, he spent a year out there during COVID. Um, when were okay. you out there? Were you there at that uh, time? It was before COVID. Before, it was before COVID. COVID. This, was, uh, this was like 2016, maybe. Okay. Yeah, you're probably yeah. Uh, right before him. Um, you yeah. worked at the Forbes Five Star The Inn at Dos Brisos. Yep. And- yeah, it was a beautiful place. Yeah, it's a very small, very high end. Uh, we had an organic farm there, so 
Um, I've, I've been lucky to, to work with multiple properties that have kind of a farm pro- program. Um, so that's kind of become a hallmark of, of my approach to food as well. Right. I know. I, I, I was reading about that. I want to hear all about that uh, in just a second here, just because I don't want to take away anything from uh, your your resume here and what you've accomplished in such a, you know, such a short time as a young chef there. Um, you recently served as executive chef at Copen's Restaurant and Bar at Hotel Covington in Covington, Kentucky. You're previously an executive chef for the S&P Restaurant Group in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Your career includes supervising the operations of the Michelin two-star Daniel in New York, where you work with closely with uh, chef, celebrity chef Daniel. You do the last name for me. I always say it wrong. <laughs> Balud. Balud. See, uh, you, yeah. you were going to get me on that one if I if I did it. I, I was scared. <laughs> uh, and you made your culinary debut at Rue Dumaine in Dayton, Ohio, where you worked with James Beard, award winner, executive chef, and Kearney. Or yeah, I've that, been around a little bit. You've been around a lot. Uh, you're cooking up something special out here for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Tell us about your Thanksgiving. Yeah, so it's funny to contrast all of that uh, high-end restaurant experience with uh, a Thanksgiving stuffing, I guess, but those are the kind of things that culinary professionals talk about during the holidays. But, yeah, I mean, when you ask uh, the question um, about what it is that speaks to me, you know, I, I would I would be willing to say a lot of chefs might say that, like, turkey isn't their thing. You know, it can be a little, little boring and it's hard to... To not dry it out, um, but uh, stuffing has is, is, is always been my favorite thing during the holidays. And I come from a kind of a, a French uh, family uh, in terms of a culinary tradition. And um, we always did a, a really cool uh, stuffing with, with straightforward sage sausage and apples, really. But it was like when I was a kid, you know, it was the thing I couldn't stop eating. So that was, that was the dish that I, I always want to have during the holidays for sure. So is that something you've brought to your menu this this Thanksgiving? Yeah, so we're going to have, we're doing, we do, this is our first year for the reopen uh, for the new hotel for sales. Um, so we're, we're, we're going to do a, um, a, a big buffet here for, for the holiday. So it'll just run all day and we'll have all the holiday classics. So um, uh, we'll, we'll have a, a stuffing there as well as prime rib and roast turkey and, and uh, amongst other things for sure. Well, that's really neat that you this you're so you're you're bringing your family stuffing recipe, basically to the restaurant to the hotel yeah. for sales. Yeah, that's the way you got to do it. Yeah, I just think that's really cool. So if you get the opportunity, if you're in the area, or if you're a guest of the hotel that weekend, um, they're, they're trying your family recipe. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> that you remember as a the kid. Way to do it. Yeah. yeah uh, okay. So when did you arrive? And tell me a little bit about the hotel. And it's brand new, right? Or, or you just opened up recently? Yeah, in May of this year. So uh, it's a, you referenced uh, one of my favorite points about the history of the the, uh, the location, at which it, it's, there's a tremendous amount. So there's actually been a, um, uh, a hotel on this property since 1865. So that's that's an incredible uh, tradition that you don't see in many properties. And I've worked, as you 
as you referenced it, you know, all over the country, different locations. And I've never, never worked at a, a property that had that kind of history. So it's got this great tradition, uh, this, this great spirit of hospitality here. Um, so, uh, we, uh, we just broke ground and opened in May of this year. There, there was a fire at the old inn. Um, the, the old hotel was, was called the inn it, in it for sales. And, uh, so it took a couple years to, to rebuild from the ashes and, and here we are. So, uh, we're a, a 30 room luxury boutique hotel, but we like to use the, the phrase comfortable luxury. So, you know, we're, we're elevated and we're farm to table, but we're also scratch and, and local and, and, uh, you know, uh, comfortable casual in that sense too. So, um, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're having a great time and, uh, the, the local community is, is, is enjoying it and loving it. And we're partnered with our local farm, which is, uh, it's called Sycamore Bridge. Um, uh, we have a farmer, Katie Bensman, that grows, um, the, primarily all the produce that the restaurant uses. So we have an 85 acre farm there that's, that, that she raises chickens on and grows all the seasonal varieties that she grew 85 different varietals last, last year and, uh, 2,500 pounds of food. So, uh, the restaurant uses primarily um, uh, the top top end of the ingredients for the menus, and then we, we source it to some of our other outlets as well. Mm. When did you, you know, I know you have a love for this farm uh, and, the, and the people that work there, uh, and, and you've got a real cr- close relationship with them um, as far as your menu and sourcing ingredients for the, for the menu. What are some of the ingredients in the fall that you source from this farm um, for this Thanksgiving menu, for the upcoming holidays? What are you looking at? What are you excited about? Sure. Well, the, 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 the growing season for, for our farm slows down as the weather cools, as do all farms. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of, the, one of my favorite things to talk about is uh, Katie Bensman is our farmer, and, and we have what's called, she calls them uh, Grandma Bensman pumpkins. And they're really, really incredible pumpkins. And, you know, the average Joe doesn't really cook pumpkins at home very often. You're usually buying the filling in a can or whatever, but they have a very... Uh, interesting and like delicious savory flavor when you roast them at, 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 um, with herbs and uh, we use them for tortellini filling we use them for desserts we use them on vegetable entrees we use them all over the place uh, and they're, they're these big beautiful pumpkins that are an heirloom uh, variety that, that her grandma uh, Katie's grandma raised for all these years and so same same thing with me you know cooking family recipes for a thanksgiving dinner at the hotel like you know katie's uh the, the produce that she that she raises for us is has a has a tradition for her as well not everything but but a lot of things the the tomatoes in the summertime are the same thing so yeah that's that's probably my favorite some of we don't you know we don't have a fruit we don't have orchards there's a couple uh like like pear and uh cherry trees on the farm but they, they don't really produce much so we do have to source some of those things then as well but you know i'd say pears uh you know one of my favorite uh fall fruits as well um and then all the varieties of squash for sure delicata acorn butternut i mean those are all like very um very diverse and can be used in different ways you mentioned that the hotel has you know this is fact that the hotel there has been a hotel on your location where your hotel is located for 150 years uh how long has sycamore uh, sycamore bridge farms been how many generations have operated that farm that's a good question so we um we, we are partnered with uh, midmark corporation and they are they are our parent company um and they uh, we're, we're lucky enough to be working with them and they they help to support us in all in all of our uh, endeavors and they 
uh, we purchased that farm uh, sometime before I came on board with the company, and it, and it used to be a, a dairy a dairy farm. Um, not to say that it, it didn't used to grow uh, produce, and I don't honestly know uh, the history, the lineage of that of that uh, farm. But um, it's been it's only been with us for um, within the last, I'd say, you know, uh, ten years or so um, uh, in terms of ownership. But what it was before us, I'm not I'm not really sure. But it's 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 an enormous, um, beautiful. Uh, area and uh, very pastoral, very very serene. We have um, there's actually a, a local winery called For Sales Winery that we we have vineyards there as well that grow grapes for that that um, get sourced for the winemaking for the For Sales Winery as well as some of the, there's a lot of interesting things that grow that are foraged as well that that aren't necessarily um, like perennial things that that she's growing but like sunchokes grow naturally there ramps grow naturally there um, stinging nettles grow naturally there uh, different varieties of herbs obviously and different um, edible flowers and things like that as well so it's it's a, it's a beautiful area and we hope to expand as well in the coming years so mm. we're you know we've barely scratched the surface in my opinion of what 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 that farm can be are there other uh, v- other purveyors, local uh, vendors that you also source for your menu? Absolutely, absolutely, and that's that's one of the biggest parts of, of our story here is is our relationship with the local local vendors. Um, so we're actually, you know, and especially during the growing season, I mean, we're probably ninety five percent local. Um, we, we're partnered with with Winners Meats is one of our um, one of our, our largest partners, and we bring in Berkshire pork from them, beautiful Berkshire pork and Black Angus beef. So we actually dry age um, ribeyes, whole ribeyes and whole New York strips in-house. And we do 45 to 60 day dry age on those prime uh, black Angus uh, primals. Um, And so all the pork, all the beef comes from them. And then we're also partnered with uh, Weaver's Eggs, which is just down the road, and, and they're one of the larger egg distributors in, in Ohio, and we bring all our eggs in from them. They're just, honestly, a couple miles from here. Uh, we, we're par- partnered with King's Brothers Poultry as well, which is very close, very, mm-hmm. very local. We bring all our pol- uh, poultry in from them. There's a Cornish cross uh, chicken that they that they raise that's beautiful and uh, all natural, and so from the eggs, the beef, the pork, the chicken, you know, and then our farm, I, we don't really need to bring in too much. I mean, obviously, we're not making you know artisan cheeses, and you know, it's not financially you know sensible for you know the farmer to grow like hundreds of pounds of onions for us for you know all the usage that we have there. So there are some practical applications still for sourcing outside of, of the local area but we do everything we can to partner local and i mean it makes the most sense because you know it's the cleanest freshest most delicious food that you can get and you're supporting your local community as well so it's the way i was raised to cook and the way i believe in, in cooking it's it's not possible for everybody but i'm, I'm very lucky to, to to be here chef daniel uh blue that you mentioned earlier that you worked with uh, he really yeah if i remember right he has a farm as well and really at the forefront of all that you know growing for his restaurants what did you learn from him that you take with you oh gosh i I mean you'd need a whole podcast to talk about everything (laughs) i learned from working at at danielle um the chefs there eddie laroe and uh, jean-francois bruel are two of the most talented people i've ever uh, had the had the privilege of working with um chef daniel balut as well obviously so um I mean, yeah, his partnership with local purveyors is huge. I mean, they 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 source with foragers, and, and there's no comparison uh, with what's available to in New York in terms of 
um, you know, product that they can bring in as well. But they have the best of the best there, no question. But I mean, I you know, I learned I would say more about uh, cooking uh, and and kind of uh, just the, the higher end elevation of food from working at Danielle. You know, mm-hmm. it's a uh, two Michelin star restaurant that, that has a, an extremely long pedigree um, and uh, every, everything he does is excellent so yeah. um, I, I was lucky to be there for, for a short time and and um, and learned a great deal from, mm-hmm. from him and his chefs. I opened a restaurant in Summit, New Jersey called the Summit House and our chef, executive chef Martin Kester went out and staged with Daniel, Chef Daniel before we opened oh, right. and brought back so many great stories. Uh, oh, yeah, you get some stories for sure. That's, yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> well, what, I mean, I'm just uh, so impressed with what you've accomplished and what you're working on now uh, at, at the Hotel Versailles. Um, tell Thank me, you. describe the restaurant a little bit to to us. Yeah, so the restaurant, it's its really interesting. You know, we have an open kitchen concept here that feeds into the dining room. Um, uh, we we have an event center that's separate from the, the main dining room that's called the 1819 room. So everything's a reference to, like, you know, Versailles, Ohio. You know, like Silas is the, the man who founded the city. Um, uh, in 1819 was when, you know, the, the city, city was founded, you know, things like that. So it's all a reference to the history of the town and the, the community. Um, so the restaurant is, you know, we're, you know, my, my background is... Uh, and approach to food is, is, you know, modern French American. It's primarily farm to table. I, you know, I know that, that that term gets thrown around, but we like, as I just explained, we're sourcing everything locally and partnered with local communities. So I, I make an effort to really not write menus in the sense that I'm saying, here's what I want to cook. But I, I, I have meetings with a, with our farmer, Katie, and we sit down and we look at the coming season and, and we talk about, you know, what she can assure me she'll have and, and in what volume and, uh, you know, the quality of, of that product. And then I'll write dishes around that. So we, you know, we are, you know, a full service hotel and we have to, we have to, you know, hit certain benchmarks in terms of the kind of uh, specific kinds of dishes, meaning like vegetable, fish, pasta, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, dietary uh, options, lighter, heavier dishes things like that but primarily i'm trying to develop and source around what she's growing for the seasons um yeah and so uh we're 30 room boutique luxury as i mentioned so we're not huge uh the dining room uh with the bar lounge area and uh the outdoor patio seats probably about 190 to 200 depending on the season so it's it's not huge um but uh, yeah, we're we're bustling, and and we've changed the concept here a little bit. But we're still staying staying true to our roots, and and the community seems to be responding well to that. So, it takes a while to, to to find your identity as a new restaurant. Sometimes, you know. Did the hotel Versailles find you, or did you find them? How did you arrive at the doorstep of your, your well, kitchen? Well, like I said, I'm from Ohio. I'm from Dayton originally. Uh, I grew up in Dayton, went to Wright State University, and, and uh, then I moved around, and then I came back. So, actually, we're, I'm partnered with our managing director, um, uh, Jack Olshan is a big part of why I'm here and he's fantastic. This is actually our, our, our third project together. We worked together at the Hotel Covington and we met at the Anadis Priestess. So we've mm. we've just our careers have kind of like crossed paths at different points and he came here uh, before me and they were opening the, the, the hotel restaurant and uh meted chef and thought I was the guy for the job and reached out and I'm I'm glad he did. Tell me about a a, a particular Thanksgiving memory that you have from uh, your childhood in Dayton, Ohio, you got it. You got oh, a good you mean memory. Besides, like eating and watching football and falling asleep on the couch. That's pretty. Pretty. That's a good <laughs> memory classic. every year, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I had a I had a pretty pretty traditional uh, you know family to be honest. Nothing too crazy. I, I think it's great when I see, I see chefs on Netflix and they have these amazing stories about you know making pasta with their 
grandma, but <laughs> unfortunately that wasn't my my situation, although she did make me liverwurst sandwiches, which probably had some effect on me. But, uh, <laughs> well, how anyway, did you learn to cook, and, the, and where did you pick up the interest? In, you know, well, I was always a... obsessed with it. I was always just interested in food. I, you know, I, I cooked in lunch kitchens, like busy lunch kitchens in Dayton, you know, like nothing crazy, but just like very fast-paced, uh, you know, uh, operations downtown when I was a, a teenager and really just loved the grind, loved the push, and loved the, you know, the teamwork and the camaraderie and all, all that craziness that comes with kitchens. And I uh, uh, really just was always interested in it. Like, even when I had no idea what I was doing cooking at home, I was always just, just fascinated by it. I, I would buy cookbooks, watch watch cooking shows, watch documentaries, watch, you know, I watched The Frugal Gourmet. I don't know if uh, uh-huh. anyone's old enough to remember that with yeah, my dad yeah, yeah. when I was a kid. And uh, uh, the Cajun Chef on PBS and Julia Child and all that. And I just, I don't know, there's just a, you know, I, I, I come from a, a musical family. My dad was a, a songwriter and my mom's an art teacher. So I just had that creative uh, kind of blood in me and I just was always drawn to it. And, and they supported you. Elect- Say again? Uh, uh, I would imagine being artists themselves, they, they supported your uh, your goals. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I had very, I have very cool parents. Yeah. They were very supportive in that. And I just, I was just drawn to it. And then at some point I just, it didn't make sense to not cook anymore. So by the time I got in with Ann, I was in my later twenties and so I didn't I didn't start in the higher end kitchens until until I was a little older than a lot of folks, which was a, a hindrance and a blessing in some in some ways, I guess. But um, yeah, but I mean, by the time I was ready to go, I just pushed forward at that point and just was obsessed. And, and that's that's where I'm at now. It's mm. been been nonstop since then. So now I know you, I, I know you love this and I'm asking, you know, our, our chefs on this Thanksgiving. I know this topic comes up a lot that. You can be you can be stressed, you can be angry, or something goes wrong, and and then you just don't have a good night, and it transfers throughout your crew, and your line, um, and I know it also transfers out into the dining room, even if people can't put their finger on it. How much, you know, how do you feel about putting love or passion into your cooking, Chef? Wow, that's, that's, a, that's a great question. <laughs> it's a really great question, um, and that's a very like multifaceted and complex question to answer. Uh, I mean, I think that the word love and passion and food is is like for me that's like part and parcel of what we do. Like mm-hmm. you don't do this if you don't love it, and if you don't, and if you are doing this and you don't love it, and you're not passionate about it. It's going to show. Um, the intensity is part of the drive, and it's it's you know where, where a lot of people work, and they say that like. You know, you know, this isn't personal. Like, like, it's hard with food because it's personal. You know, like what you cook is is kind of you know not to overly dramatize it, but it is it is a lot of who you are on the plate, um, and a lot of the love. Like, you know, especially when we're talking about recipes that are tied into the the history of someone's family. You know, um, so it's 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 a very it's a very uh, personal thing to do for anyone. Uh, you know, you cook for your loved ones. You know, it's like a big hug. You know, so it's 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 very important to it's, to look at it that way. Yeah. And it's trust. Um, If you think about a diner coming into your restaurant and maybe they don't meet you, maybe they don't, uh, you know, come and see you. You don't meet them, but they sit down at your table, at your seat, and they they trust you. That's an immense trust because food can, 
You know, it's you're feeding someone. You're not only feeding them right. for nourishment, but a lot of times you've got someone out there in the dining room that it's their birthday, or and then they come back year after year. This is their spot, or they bring their kids, and then their kids bring their kids, and on and on. Uh, there's so many stories in a in a dining room that are happening at every table, and the common connection is your food and and what you put in front of them, and how and that experience and that experience is. And never going to happen the same way twice on one night. You know, every single service yeah. is special if you look at it that way. And, and yeah, I and, and, and I really couldn't agree with you more. And like you know, as you're saying that, it, it occurs to me how special are those moments too? Because you know, we grind, we all work, we all have our head in our jobs, you know, constantly. And then those are those moments where you unwind and connect with your family and loved ones. And those are like you know, arguably, in my opinion, the most important moments in life. So like. You know, not to, not to, we're not curing cancer. And at the end of the day, I had, I had a chef that used to always remind me if I'd get upset, he'd say, hey, it's just dinner, calm down, like make sure, make sure it's right, but like don't, don't put unnecessarily stress on yourself. But, you know, it's, those are important moments and mm-hmm. it's important to, to, to have passion and love in your food and to make sure that, that you're doing, a, doing it uh, very well as well as you're able to so those people have a great time and, and, and have those experiences to remember. Yeah, what you do is very, very important. And I know, you know, you get on the line and you're, you got all these tickets in front of you and prep and <laughs> something didn't show up and all that on the back door. But, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, again, well, your your colleague said uh, it, it's only food, but it also is, uh, you know, very special, right. very special what you do. And I really respect what you do. And uh, I can't wait to come out to the hotel for sales and have dinner one time. I'm going to make oh, sure I, I stop through. Um, um, chef, we got to say goodbye, uh, but I just, I, I wanted to go back to something. We, we brushed past it. You know, one of your favorite memories you said was watching football, eating food, laying on the couch with the family. <laughs> but when is right. the last time you were able to do that? That's probably why it's oh, such man. a special memory. Oh. You're a chef. I feel like you like, I feel like you like know some chefs or something. <laughs> you, you get it. Uh, yeah, it's been a minute actually. I have a hard time, have a hard time remembering the last time I had had that chance too so and i won't get to this year either but that's okay we you know we work when everybody else plays that's what mm-hmm. we always say and that's that's just part of the the job and so i'll, I'll do it like the day after thanksgiving that's, yeah it's usually when we do it yeah you're you're selfless yeah you and your crew give it give a shout out to uh and i don't mean to put you on the spot you'll probably forget somebody but you know want to give a shout out to a couple of your key members that you count on every day oh absolutely yeah uh, my chef de cuisine uh, nathan vance he worked with me with ann uh ever to Maine and uh, couldn't do it without him. He's, he's on the pass with me every night and uh, one of the most talented people I know and passionate, hardworking guys. All of, all of our cooks, my pastry chef, Kim Davis, uh, Josh Hill, our uh, corporate chef, Austin Reed, our sous chef, uh, every cook, every prep cook that, that's here to make it happen. It takes a village every day. So, Well, thank you so much for your time, Chef. I know you uh, you don't have it, and you gave us more than enough to you know to to get us hungry and and wanting to get out to Hotel Versailles. Um, so, Chef Aaron Allen, he's very very busy this holiday season with a whole host of special culinary treasures for Thanksgiving, Christmas, and your New Year's Eve. You can find him on Instagram. At, I'm going to spell it for you: A L S K Y. A-L-L-E-N and the number one. And at Silas Creative Kitchen on Instagram, you can check out everything, the menu and everything else, a little bit more about Chef uh, Aaron Allen at Hotel Ver... 
sales.com uh, so, excuse me versalesohio.com but I'm going to spell this one for you too hotel and then versales is spelled V-E-R-S-A-I-L-L-E-S ohio.com and on Instagram at hotel versales ohio spelled the same way chef thank you thank you thank you so much for your time um, and hold on one second we're going to say goodbye now but I, I got to talk to you offline Sounds good. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Hotel Versailles. Uh, check it out, Chef Aaron Allen. Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving. Restaurant is a tasty new segment on the Jeremiah Show. Host Will Knox, renowned restaurant real estate specialist, serves up a fresh look at the restaurant business. On the menu, celebrity chefs, startups, operators, deal makers, designers, and those are just some of the appetizers. Look for all of Mr. Restaurant shows. Tell your smart speaker to play the Jeremiah Show, Mr. Restaurant. I am Shadow Stevens. While I'm doing this and that and the other thing at the very same time, I'm having a great time on The Jeremiah Show, the greatest show in the history of the world. For the love of God, subscribe. No, seriously, subscribe. Hey, everybody, it's Tim Stack from It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack telling you, asking you to watch the show Sprung on Freebie, Amazon's new free channel, I promise you it's funny, it's got heart, and my shoulder appears in episode three. Welcome, Los Angeles. The Jeremiah Show is now on Radio Candy Radio. Discover a world of emotions, your digital radio. The Jeremiah Show airs 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. RadioCandyRadio.com. Hi, I'm Mariel Hemingway, and you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank you for spending a little bit of uh, your time with us today. And we have a treat for you. We have from Akasha Restaurant, chef and owner Akasha Richmond. 
She's one of LA's most respected women chefs and is highly skilled. She cooks several international cuisines. Uh, this includes Indian, Italian food, Moroccan food, traditional Jewish cooking, and so much more. She's got a real passion for organic and sustainability produced and authentic ingredients, which takes her around the world. Uh, I, I, I understand. I, I was directed, Akasha. Welcome, by the way, to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I know that you're very busy down there preparing uh, for all the guests that are coming through your restaurant and probably your, your friends and family as well. Uh, but I had a question. Someone called in a few moments ago. Um, Mr. Restaurant. Do you know who that might be? He goes by Mr. Restaurant nowadays. That sounds real. From, yes. <laughs> Will Knox is, is uh, he wanted me oh, to Will tell Knox. you. Hello. Right, right. <laughs> Your friend Will Knox. He goes by Mr. Restaurant now. Um, okay. And he wanted me to ask you right off the top. And this plays into, um, you know, the, the, what you do as a chef, you're sourcing ingredients from around the world. It takes you many exotic places with travel. And, and Mr. Restaurant wanted me to ask you, what was your trip to Mexico City like? Unbelievable. Mind-blowing. It was like going to Paris or Rome or London or any great food city. The best food, the best chefs. Incredible. Loved yeah. it. Loved every minute. What, what did you go for, Natasha? Fabulous. What did you go there for? Was it for uh, for for downtime or to to source ingredients for your restaurant, Akasha, or uh, was there a purpose? Mostly, had a, some friends we wanted to see that live there, meeting some friends that live in Mexico there, and really just to go. We had never been so. You know, restaurants, food. We did a food tour. We had a couple guides. Also. You know, the pyramids, the anthropology museum, the, you know, Frida's house. I mean, there was, there's so much to do there. It's just endless. And I'd never been, I brought a lot of food back. I used it the other night to cater a party. So, you know, they have great honey and chocolate, brought chilies back, heirloom beans. It's really great. Did you bring anything back that you will use with your your fantastic looks amazing? We're looking at it on the on YouTube here uh, on our YouTube channel. We're looking at your website akasha.com and uh, you've got great photos for man uh, fish bean it looks like um, Thanksgiving at yeah. home. You have the spread. I, I'm not going to use anything because I don't have enough because Thanksgiving for us is big. <laughs> Save it all for we yourself. We make a lot like of food, that. so we just don't have, you know what well, I mean. Might make a special mole for my staff to go with the leftover turkey. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, I might have to show up. I don't know. Will you feed strays? Yeah. <laughs> of course. We well, you're self, all the time. Yeah, you're a self-taught chef. Um, you've you say you've always been inspired by the the different cuisines that you have encountered along the road, and your great famous road trips. You connect these flavors that you find and the influences, and 
into your cooking, which, you know, you cook so much great food, but different cuisines. You, India, Southeast Asia, Italy, Bali, Australia, Eastern and Western Europe and Mexico. Um, being a self-taught cook, that's quite a big, you got a big palate there. What, which one do you enjoy the most, or do you? Is there, do you just enjoy it all? The it sounds like you do. Most? <laughs> uh, it's so hard to say. I, you know, the one I could never give up would be Italian food. Mm, that yeah, I, I mean, could yeah. just live on the rest of my life. But I love, you know, I love Indian. I love Asian. I love Southeast Asian. I love Morocco. Um, but, you know, for me, Italian food is the best. Is there some uh, a cuisine that you're really hot on right now that you're playing with, and would it would it be after your trip, recent trip to Mexico City, or is there some, another cuisine that doing playing a little bit with you know different Mexican flavors? I have a lot of great Oaxacan cooks that work for me, so you know I work with them, and we we kind of take their recipes and you know, turn them into different things, modernize them a little bit. If it's a party with past appetizers, you know, make smaller versions of things that might be larger in a larger format. Um, you know, I'm always working on different things. I'm doing a lot of gluten-free things these days, desserts. Um, you know, there's, you know, I always have a million ideas and there's only so much time. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. Um, the the uh, Oaxaca, and I wanted to comment, you, you said you have a lot of people from Oaxaca that work for you and, and, and the, the various restaurants I've had over the years. They, uh, the Oaxacan people are some of the very best, my very favorite people in the world. Um, just, artisans. Real artisans. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Really incredible. I, That's my, I want to go to Oaxaca, too. I've, I've, I've never been either. Say I have not been. Yeah, well, I've been invited a lot by different changing. cooks and stuff. Yeah, it's it's on the coast, is it? Is it not? I'm I'm not from, totally familiar with the geography. There's beaches but, in Oaxaca. I mean, Oaxaca City's not on the coast, but you can go to the beach in Oaxaca. They're beautiful. I've seen pictures. I'll meet you down there. We'll go. <laughs> Listen, uh, I wanted to hear. Uh, I'm staring at it. I can't. I can't wait any longer. I'm looking at the Thanksgiving menu that you prepare that people can pick up and take home, which I think you started. You've been doing for quite a while, but but it really took off during. I think last time we talked uh, during the pandemic, people were picking this up. Um, the last year, the year before, so, yeah. Our takeout has gotten way bigger. Since the pandemic, we used to do it in the restaurant. We're still not back to that. It's just a lot. You know, I, I have a limited staff. Uh, we're all short staff. So uh, it's just, you know, you can't do everything. And it's kind of nice to let our staff have most of the day off on Thursday so they can celebrate the holiday. We all work really hard, like the whole week before. And then everyone can have a little time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's important. Family time. It's so important. Quality and of life. Restaurants. It seems like typically, you know, a lot of the restaurants are open on Thanksgiving or Christmas or one or the other. It's nice that you uh, allow the, you know, that the employees have that day with their yeah. family. It The restaurant is Especially hard. Christmas. Yeah, it's it's so hard. It's um, it's stressful. And I know that I've worked many, many Thanksgivings and Christmas Eve and, mm -hmm. you know, day after and New Year's and 
for the restaurant employees, they're they're out serving um, their guests and the the friends and family of the restaurant. And but but it's stressful and it's hard work and it's long hours. How do you, Akasha? How do you? Uh, when you get home and you spend Thanksgiving with your family, are you able to to de-stress and relax as a chef, as a, a restaurant owner? What do you do? What's your secret? I, I'm so tired by then. I used to go to a friend's house because I can't deal with... I don't have a huge family uh-huh. that's here, so I just go to a friend's. I can't. I could never work like that all week and then have... 10, 15 people over for dinner. There's just no way. I've kind of let that go. And actually, I like making everyone's food on Thanksgiving. So. You like it? it? Yeah, I like it. I've done it for so long. I'm so used to it. I don't, I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I would do. It wouldn't what do you feel like about normal it? What do you love to me about it? to just cook for 10 people. Because we're probably cooking for, I don't know, I'm guessing, if I say five to 600, by the time you, you know, total up everything, Incredible. all the takeout. Incredible. What do you like about it? What is, what is it exactly that you I, like? I about? actually love Thanksgiving food. I like that it's food you only eat once a year, and I have a couple funny stories about that, but... I, I like Thanksgiving food. I love the pies. I love the stuffing. I, lo- I love turkey. I love the cranberries. I just, the whole deal. I just, you know, I've done it for so long. I have so many recipes that I like. And we make a gluten-free cornbread. And now I do a gluten-free cornbread stuffing that's really incredible. We have come up with a gluten-free pie crust that we love. So we do... We have regular pumpkin pies, and we do gluten-free. Um, I just love it. I love the gravy. I love the whole thing. And, and then, you know, we get all the beautiful vegetables from the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. So that just makes a huge difference with everything all the time. Uh, I wanted to tell you a funny story about Thanksgiving. So, oh. you know, you know I used to be Michael Jackson's chef. I actually and didn't know that. That's a fact I did not know. You didn't know that? <laughs> That's incredible. Okay. Well, for 14 years, and I went all over the world with him, and he loved Thanksgiving dinner. And sometimes it would be like, you know, March, and he'd ask me to make him Thanksgiving dinner. Like, he's the only person I ever knew that wanted a Thanksgiving dinner, you know, six <laughs> months later. So when we went on tour, and we were, if we were, on tour during Thanksgiving, we would always, one year we did a smaller one for like 20 people in Japan. And one year we were in Perth, Australia, and we did Thanksgiving dinner for 200. Now, I'm not, that was everyone, the band, the crew, everyone. Now, I didn't do it alone. So everyone in the band came to the kitchen and they made their favorite dish. And then a couple of the flight attendants, they made their favorite dishes. And it was really fun because it was like this mix. And they didn't, of you know, different cultures, different foods. And uh, they, they didn't have turkey. We cooked emu, which I don't think we liked very much. But, you know, that's what we had. And the hotel helped us. They did the emu. And so... 
there was, was a it? promoter on that tour. And he goes, I'll do all the decor for you. So we're like, great, you know, because we had it in a ballroom at a hotel. And I walk into the ballroom and, you know, you know what decor is like for us for Thanksgiving. It's like the pumpkins and the browns and yellows and oranges and fall. And he decorated the whole room red, white and blue like it was a Fourth of July party. (laughs) It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I was was like, okay. Where was the promoter from, or was he just having fun with it? No, he was, I think he's British or Australian, so he, you know, (laughs) it was great. I mean, it was so nice of him, but I I was like, okay. Anyway, it was fun. It was a really fun dinner. That's one of the funnest dinners I've ever done. That's one of the best Thanksgiving memories you have. Yeah, that's that's a good story. Oh, yeah. I like that. What does emu taste like? Is it like a moose or a venison? It's like a wild turkey. Oh, you know, it's the only time I ever had it, and honestly, I can't even remember. I don't. I didn't I don't realize it was foul. It I thought much. it was. Yeah. I remember we uh, had to have cans of cranberries flown in from America because there weren't any cranberries. And remember that time of year there is, I think it's their spring, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and cranberry probably is a big uh, commodity used over there very often. You said you had another special memory. Do you want to tell us about that as well? Did I? Yeah, you um, said you had two stories. Did you want to tell the other or or? Well, we did that other. The other dinner was in Japan. All I remember about that is I burned my my arm on steam, oh. but. That's really my big story, that one. That, that doesn't sound very fun. <laughs> How no, that important... wasn't as fun. That year wasn't as much fun. No, that doesn't sound fun at all. It sounds painful. Um, uh, tell us, can you go through your menu a little bit more for us, the Thanksgiving menu that people can order at home? Some of the, um, sure. some of the ingredients, some of the, uh, the dishes that you're preparing well, and that they can order online? Normally... Yeah, normally we 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 brine turkeys and sell brine turkeys, mm-hmm. but there is a turkey shortage this year, and there's we you know there's a labor shortage, so we decided to do everything but the turkey this year, which is kind of nice. Except I am doing turkey gravy, so I got enough turkey and turkey wings to make a really rich stock to do the gravy. What are so, they, what do they need to do to order? I know you can pre-order and it says here on your website, takeout and delivery menu, November 23rd and the 24th, but you're not open the 24th, right? Can they still get food on the 24th or what do you, you recommend? Get food on the, you can have food, you can pick it up and have it delivered or have it delivered. So we use this, uh, we use this ordering system called talk. Mm-hmm. It's um, Flash Akasha, and they're really great because you put your menu up there and people can order right there. They can click pickup or delivery, and we use them for all the holidays, Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Christmas, 
anything that we're doing a big menu for, it's a really great system. We love it. It's never failed us. And uh, so you can go online and order there. And everything's a la carte. So we make a lovely soup with local squash, um, salad, you know, lettuces from Coleman Farms and local persimmons and uh, goat cheese and pomegranate. It's really nice holiday salad. I do three kinds of stuffing. Do old, old school chestnut, roasted chestnut herb bread stuffing. I do one that's with turkey stock and I do one that's vegan. And then we do a gluten-free cornbread stuffing. That's not vegan, but it's vegetarian. Uh, so good. I'm looking at it, right? I'm and actually it's really showing the, good. the YouTube audience And then right for now. the vegans, we take like five, four kinds of mushrooms and we marinate them and roast them and do like this beautiful like side dish that's herb roasted mushrooms. But it's really, it's perfect for a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. And we have, you know, mashed potatoes, candied sweet potatoes, macaroni Orange, cheese. sugar, cinnamon, and orange. Mm, for your candied mm-hmm. local sweet potatoes, sounds so good. So good. And then uh, we get these great Brussels sprouts from Millican Farms that's in on the Central Coast. Mm-hmm. And we do, you know, roast them with olive oil. We make a gratin with cauliflower, but like a lot of different kinds of cauliflower, yellow, green romesco. Romanesco with different kinds of goat cheeses. Really nice. Green bean casserole. Mine is, you know, a little updated. We make our own mushroom sauce. uh, And then we, we do skinny fried onions on top. Cranberry chutney, which is one of my favorite recipes. Turkey gravy, vegan mushroom gravy. It's a good menu. It is a great menu. Everything. I've already skipped and ahead have, to breads you know, and desserts. <laughs> buttermilk rolls. Pie, right. Oh, the buttermilk rolls. Those are really nice. And gluten-free cornbread. And very, then the pies. Nice. And then two gluten-free desserts. So all you really have to do is roast yourself a turkey. And they can pick this up at the store, have it delivered, order it on talk. Um, you can go to um, the, the website here, get, uh, kasharestaurant.com, and and uh, order here mm-hmm. online. Take your and right I'll give you a link go. to talk. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, this, this meal looks amazing. I hope you get to enjoy some, Chef, at your house, and you get to relax a little bit this year with your friends and loved ones. Um, how important to you? Just one last question. I'll let you go here. I know you got to get ready for dinner service, sure. most likely. Um, how important is love in your cooking? Is it something you think about? I know some chefs really think about that. I, I kind of put that intention in when they I do. prepare meals. I do think about that. And we really try to put a lot of love into the food. It's so important. You know, it's just really important if you're angry and you're cooking. It is not a good vibe for the food. Mm-hmm. You know that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So we really try. That's why I always play fun music on Thanksgiving Day. 
happy music. <laughs> what, what do you play? Let's give me an example. Well, I, we always play Michael Jackson on Thanksgiving uh-huh. Day. Some of the music I like is not what everybody else likes. So I stick to the Michael Jackson. Um, that kind of puts everybody in a good mood. It's fun Thanksgiving yep. music. Yeah, it is. It's fun music all the time. Do you have a favorite song? We'll play it actually here to end this segment. <laughs> Man in the Mirror. Man in the Mirror. Best okay, we're going to play that for you, Chef. Uh, I really Thank appreciate you. your time with us. I know how busy you are right now and uh, how much work no, I'm so happy success. to talk to you. Yeah, I'm so happy to talk to you. Um, it's so nice to have you on our Thanksgiving special. And uh, I want to give out a, a little more information here on Chef Akasha Richmond. Um, you can follow her on Instagram at Akasha. I'm going to spell that for you. A-K-A-S-H-A. On, a, on Twitter at Akasha CC. And on Facebook at Akasha Restaurant, go there right now, follow her like I am, like her page. There's some really great photos there and some really great um, stories there on her Facebook page. And uh, Akasha is also the author of two cookbooks, The Hollywood Dish, which is a book filled with experiences and recipes from her time as a personal chef to the stars. And her second book, The Art of Tofu, a collection of vegetarian dishes. Akasha, do you have any any new books coming out that we should know about or anything else that you're doing we should know about? No books. <laughs> no books. I'm I'm no. These are two I'm, great books. You know, other I, I, things I'm yeah, these are, I'm looking forward to traveling more, so that's my focus. Where's your next travel trip? Uh you don't have to give us the exact location so your fans don't no, follow I, you. No, it's okay. I'm um Leading a tour with a company called Modern Adventure to Morocco in January. It's sold out. I'm doing that. And after Morocco, some of us are going to Portugal for six days. Really excited. I've never been to Portugal. I have been to Morocco. Now, do you cook on this? Are you like a featured chef that that takes them? I am. Oh wow! I am. I'm like the, the you know they have they have of of course a real they have guides in every city and they have a tour leader and then there's two or three cooking classes and I'm helping the chef wherever we are you know in different cities teach the classes. I actually know Moroccan food pretty well. Maybe not like those chefs, but you know we do a lot of chicken tagine and lamb tagine and I love those flavors. I love mm. couscous. I like all the salads. So I'm excited. I'm excited for this trip. For your fans to go on that trip with you. Yeah. But, how great. Well, Chef Akasha Richmond, I'm going to give you the final say here. Is there anything you'd like to say to uh, your friends or family or the fans of your restaurant and your food? Uh, anything you'd like to say to them? Say goodbye. Just like to thank them for all the support during the pandemic and ordering food to go and you know, sticking with us because, you know, it hasn't been easy for restaurants, but we have survived. We're here to stay. You have survived and you are here to stay. And we are so happy for that. Chef Akasha Richmond, have a great Thanksgiving, a very happy Thanksgiving, Chef. Thank you. You too. Okay. Okay. Goodbye. Close your, your mind That man, that with the man That man
comedian Mods Chobrani, and you are listening to The Jeremiah Show. Listen, man. Hi, everybody. I'm Billy Vera, and I'm here to tell you about my memoir. My memoir is called Harlem to Hollywood, and it's available at Amazon and just about anywhere great books or even lousy books are sold. But mine's a good one, and I think you'll enjoy it. You're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. This is Miles Copeland. Yeah, I just had the honor of speaking to the Jeremiah Show. Who would have believed that little old me would have the opportunity to speak on such a prestigious show? And they even talked about my book, Two Steps Forward, One Step Back, My Life in the Music Business. So it was a great pleasure to uh, be on that show, the Jeremiah Show. I love you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.